Broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. And welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Shark Bite Biz. As mentioned, I'm your host, David Strausser, and we got a nice episode for you all today. Everybody had their marketing plans to start the year. Then March happened. Many businesses, like the one we talked to in our last episode, Strung, depended on live events for sales and distribution. Now we're at a point where essentially all events are canceled. Whether you were doing one yourself or just attending one as a guest or even as a sponsor, chances are it is canceled. So that really left me wondering, what is the short-term and long-term futures of events and live production? In what capacity can they or will they return? So what I did was I brought in one of my good friends, Sam Castro. I just grabbed him in here and had him come in to discuss all this about the events and how businesses can better strategize going forward. Really just trying to get an idea of what to expect down the road. Let me tell you about Sam. Samuel Castro is the director of event production and digital design creator at Five Star AV. He's a DJ, photographer, media creator, father, and a huge, huge fan of Google Stadia. A Floridian originally from New York, Sam is a multi-skilled media creator specializing in film and photography. Coming from sound design discipline in film and game design and has moved into the 3D design and photo real rendering world. Sam is currently working as an event production director in a fast-growing AV company contributing new and innovative strategies to meeting and event development and execution. Hey, let's give Sam a warm welcome to the show and bring him on in here. Reach your customer. Hi, Sam. Pleasure to see you again, man. (laughs) Welcome so much to Shark Bite Biz. Thank you, Dave, for having me. It's been exciting getting ready for this um this uh, opportunity to hang out with you. Oh, um, oh, that's that's great. So first question right off the bat, I know you listen to the show. You're probably one of my biggest fans, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we always start off with, hey, who are you? Tell us who Samuel Castro is. Give us some of your experience, your background, your specialties. Tell me why people should listen to you. All right, well, I'm Sam. Um, I am a director of event production for a smaller company known as Five Star AV. Uh, I came from a little bit of theater, a little bit of live production. Um, I'm a well-known local in South Florida, but I'm originally from New York, where I started my endeavors at. But through audiovisual, I'm also a lighting and audio specialist for live events. So in turn, taking me from big time music and shows to companies handling business. Uh, I also DJ and I'm also an avid gamer. Oh, and one heck of a father. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. And I can confer the gaming as you heard it uh, in his introduction, uh, huge ghost recon, breakpoint, <laughs> elite squad beast. But you know, Everybody needs a stress reliever, whether that's gaming or some other thing like that. As long as it's healthy, go for it. Yeah. 
So the first topic I wanted to dig in with you is about events. Okay. You do event production and yes. events in July of 2020 are nearly non-existent, even just since February. Okay. How much has this impacted your business? The audiovisual and corporate events field has gone to practically a standstill. Um, I operate with many people across the nation. Many in the West Coast are actually doing better, but the East Coast being in its slow season are dead in the water. The current climate has created a very big stress on what we do, mm -hmm. but this is where we take it and try and turn it on its head. What else can we do? Right. I've worked with various companies and where my team and I succeed at is, okay, can it be better? Mm -hmm. What more can be done? We don't sit there and go, well, we do projectors and we do sound with microphones and we leave it at that. We say, how can we bridge people together? How can we create meetings? How do we streamline mm -hmm. how we interact with right. that? What are new ways people are reaching out to each other? In the process of that, you know, everyone's been Skyping. How do we not say monetize that or and find zooming. a way to make <laughs> on Zooming? Zoom, Zoom is but, the big buzzword these days. It is the big buzzword. I like saying Skype though, because I'm old school. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I hear you. The, uh, with Zoom, Skype, Google, it, people are bridging how they interact, whether it be families mm -hmm. or corporate entities. Right. And how can we make that more efficient for them? so that they can still have the big gala without needing everyone there um, so or having it, strategic it, meetings. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're doing a digital transformation just as yes. regular companies, okay? My company, Vision yeah. 33, I'm lucky. We have been digitally transformed for years. Most of our people, because we're all specialists, you can't just right. find these types of specialists. Hey, everybody's in Philly or in LA or New York. We're spread out a little bit throughout the, the region and it has allowed vision to take advantage of that. We've been digitally transformed for about 10 years. Now, a wow. lot of other companies though, they didn't have that luxury. They were stuck working in an office, you know, their, their marketing was all old school and they had to digitally transform everything from getting teams, zoom, all that stuff. And you're helping in that transition. It sounds like digitally transform the events. Right. Um, talking to my colleagues and training them up, I've noticed that everyone's lost. I mean, most people can jump on a Skype call and right. interact one-on-one -on -one or with a small group done. If, 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 if Skype connects, if Skype connects, if it connects, <laughs> but through it, it's, you know, when they want to have that broadcast to the company, that right. town hall per se, how do they do that? They, it's they're lost. They can, but they end up in a screaming match with another 40, 60 people unmuting themselves, wanting to chime in on something that they don't need to chime in on and right. finding better methods in operating for them. That's so almost like doing a reply all in an email to the whole company. <laughs> Just trying to minimize the reply all. It's been a little crazy because they're like, oh, but we have to use Zoom. We have to use Skype. I'm like, we don't need those things. 
<laughs> and then we do it anyway, and it's 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 Stella. exciting in a bad way, but it it's still <laughs> everything is still on that evolutionary change. There is no set format, so right. we're trying to standardize how we operate so that we can give them the show they want with the conditions that are required in the environment that we're in today. Yeah, no, that that's great. But with the the with the event production, okay, if you think about that, how has that changed now with the strategies of going from in-person events to doing those digital events with that transformation? I mean, it's, I, I think before, if you were looking at, you know, prior to, to March of this year, most people, when they thought a webinar, they usually thought, sub subpar like it wasn't top-notch like going to the in-person event has that attitude right. changed at all have the events productions got better what do you think my team and i we ramped up production so it feels a little bit more hollywood so that mm -hmm. it creates a better imagery um that's where we're starting to focus a little more in because it's not already there and we figured out how to use the tools we're right. maximizing the tools now but to the onlook of the past to today Yes, webinars were, oh, I, I'll just put it on and do something else. Today, we're creating right. higher level of interaction. So now, yes, some events have been very hybrid where the, a, a, a core group comes in. Let's say 40 mm -hmm. people that are the award winners of the company are coming down to Florida. Okay. Um, and they're going to have their meeting down in Florida. Okay. With that, it's just... The staffers are going to present and do what they have to do for the event. The core people who actually are the winners of all the awards. And then everyone else is, is um, remote. So that right. it minimizes, you know, oh, well, the capacity is only like 60 people now instead mm -hmm. of 300. Uh, everyone needs to be like 20 feet away from each other. I'm exaggerating <laughs> six, but we've been trying to push for further and further. Right. Um, and in doing so, it creates the, I didn't have any FOMO. It creates that I was there, but I was in my couch in my underpants. Right. Um, and then they were able to see everything. There's multiple camera angles. So it's not like you're just staring at a face. Right. We have, you know, some of our events we've done with big jibs where we have a sweeping camera, just capture the, the whole audience per se. Um, or, you know, a wide angle or a tight angle so we can have the speakers. And then mm -hmm. when the award winners, oops, I pulled my cable. The award winners are coming up. They can see that and it creates a more televised production. Even right. though it's not televised, it's private for this entity. Yeah, you know, that's interesting that you say that with that hybrid approach. Because what was it? Uh, one of the major sports leagues, I just saw that they were going to have virtual fans attend through Microsoft Teams. <sighs> it was that and a partnership with Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> I shake my head because the concept spoken is cool. Mm -hmm. The concept on paper is strange. Are they going to sell the execution, virtual The execution is terrible. Basically, it was like an app where you could watch a show on television. And through the app, if you pay to attend, you then can cheer, boo, heck, whatever that you want to do. Uh -huh. So it, it, the, in practice, on the field, well, not on the field, but in the stadium, 
there's various speakers spread across the area all over so you buy a seat so you're in this section right. so yes many people are using the exact same speaker so the section has a speaker so it's summing up the average so if everyone in that section is for team a per se and they're cheering for team a that section cheers but if section two right next to it is all for team b those two speakers are now playing cheers and boos and it's just like a stadium it's just noise well which the is great one thing that you don't have to worry about is that the Philadelphia Eagles will be booed by their own fans, regardless of how uh, who's in the seats. Uh, yeah. For some reason, we have that weird history that we like to <laughs> boo our quarterbacks. It's, I mean, history's history, and you know, if we're gonna boo everybody, we boo everybody. But what happens is that it there's no individual voice anymore in that scenario, in that specific scenario. If I was sitting in the seats. And the guy next to me is the opposing team. I cheered because my team did a great thing. He's booing because my team did something bad against his team. There is no individuality anymore. It's just summing of that section now. So let's say section 300 is a speaker. Right, And you don't have that individual voice that you're screaming in anger or screaming in joy. You're just hoping the speaker plays your thing. I don't know how much you, how deep you know on this topic, but are they going to screen the people that would be going in to vote with the reactions. And the reason I say that is I know Philadelphian people. I know the Philadelphia fans. They are going to be there at every Dallas Cowboys game with those virtual seats. And they are going to be hitting the boo button nonstop. It's going to be what it is. It's not going to screen it. It's going to be you buy your attendance and you're there for just like in real life. You're there. Mm. Sadly, to me, no streakers. There's no digital streakers. <laughs> no digital streakers with little pixels going across the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. So, no, that that that's great. What do you think, though, the future of the events are? And let me box that in a little bit more because okay. we're, I think we're in a spot where everybody was like, "Hey, this thing we're going through." Come July, we should be all out. You know, August, maybe it has a second round, but it was iffy. And I just don't think most people thought that we would be where we are today, actually today. Right. So this is going to linger out for a longer amount of time, it looks like. How is that going to impact the future as far as what will events look like in the future? Six months from now, 18 months from now, 36 months from now. If we were to freeze frame today, um, mm-hmm. one thing I don't know if it was mentioned, I'm from Florida right now. And about sadly, six times, you're that Florida, okay, good. Florida guy. Good. Yes, I'm a Florida guy. <laughs> I am a Florida man. I am part of every Florida man meme. Anyway, no, um, in Florida, things are like the waves coming yeah. and going, coming and going. So we're so uncertain on what tomorrow's going to bring. Um, West Coast has been much better, though it does have right. its rises and falls. It's a little bit, a little bit better. Um, but right here in Florida and most of the East Coast, it keeps shooting straight up. Yeah. And so I want to freeze frame today, Saturday. Okay. As we stand, we don't see any growth. Everyone's at a standstill. They don't, they're too unsure, which is the issue. No one's sure. 
Um, and it's, it's human to be unsure because this is a new thing. Mm -hmm. um, previous situations, there was, less, there was lesser communication. People didn't know things for days, weeks at a time. We're learning right. everything on the fly, which creates higher levels of uncertainty compared to right. then. A lot more then, inaccuracy. Like, what's the, exactly. what's the saying that uh, they usually say, like, at a crime scene or an incident that usually the first reports that come in are actually inaccurate? And we're kind right. of seeing that in action as this whole thing plays yes. out. In a sense, eyewitness testimony isn't good testimony, um, per se, uh, because minute-to-minute minute things change. So what you see in trending may not be the truth. It might be just that moment it trended as such, but now is affecting different things differently. Um, so with that uncertainty, we're at a standstill. Um, events aren't really happening. Down the road, what I can forecast is when people find a normalcy in things where there's a, okay, if I do X, it'll continue as X. Right. Once they find their constants, maybe they're more willing to take that risk, as I was initially trying to uh -huh. push out. That risk of, okay, if my teams act accordingly, and if my new um, partners, my vendors, the hotels, the AV teams, the banquet staff all operate within a certain parameter that makes that creates expectations and consistencies, we can kind of go back to normal with a few changes being smaller but, venues. Right. But do you think normal, I mean, to me, I think normal is... What was normal in, in February is not going to be normal in 2022. No. I think hybrid events, like you've stated, yeah. are going to be the the road to the future. And the reason is, is because the digital transformation and events has been pushed onto us now. Right. And people doing hybrid, like you said, that's what's going to happen. More of these webinars, they're going to be live streamed to people as well as you're going to have smaller crowds, I think it's just going to become the style. And that's irrelevant right. of what happens with the stuff that's going on today. I think that's been forced upon us. And going forward, there's going to be hybrid events. Yeah, the hybrid events are gonna, they're gonna keep growing and being more varied in a more dynamic way, where hopefully as we've, technology develops and some things become more available to the consumer and prosumer market outside of professional, you know, we're going to be able to then have the, the events broadcast in a way that the viewer can change the camera angle if they want to, which is, or it right. exists. It's just that it requires very large scale setups, but even for mm -hmm. the simple setups to allow for multi feeds to run through. And then you, the viewer can change the view. So if you don't like this angle, you want to see a different angle, you right. can do that. So you're there. It's like being able to turn your head at an event instead of a fixed angle or something. A lot of bands kind of did that uh, somewhere like 2005, 2010-ish. Yeah. Aerosmith comes to mind. I'm a huge, huge, huge Aerosmith fan. And with them, uh, I remember that they would do, hey, we're going to do a live, con it would be very rare that they do it. But when right. they do do it, you're able to change to the different cameras, like Steven camera one, Steven camera two, you know, he'd have a camera right. on him, for example, or Joe's guitar camera and stuff. And that's really awesome. I think it makes it more yeah. interactive. Yeah. 
NBC is a good proponent of doing that on a regular basis with Conan when he does his live events. Um, right. But it still requires big rigs, very big rigs that you can't, no one really can afford. So right. it comes into, is it in the normal space? Um, 360 cameras have been out for a very long time. I have this old Sony blogging camera that's very small. I have a Samsung a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. But it was designed to take regular pictures, but it had an add-on that you could purchase to put it on top and it created panos, video and photo. That's been around forever. Now, Has from it really that, taken off into the mainstream? It's still very niche. And that's the thing. Everything's still high niche. So um, it's when it becomes normal. Mm-hmm. Having a, an action camera or GoPro is normal today. Many years ago, having a rough and tough camera was rare. Right. Now it's every teenager has one or five. Mm-hmm. You know, drones, yeah. they're making them cheaper, cheaper and smaller. Back when I was getting into film and production, it, it, you had these octocopters that could carry an, an RE Alexa, which is a you know, 20 to 40 pound camera, depending on your rig, mm-hmm. and fly it up. You have a pilot and a camera operator managing it from the ground. Right. That was super niche then. Great shots, but <laughs> no one could use it. And today, you have these tiny little drones with a camera on it. You can buy it for like 90 bucks, real cheap at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, to start with, or even bigger rigs that can carry your DSLR, but they're more affordable. They're more right. normal. You're seeing kids fly drones. The FAA has regulations for them. It's like a $10 license you buy, and you're yep. good. Yep, yep. We have a drone. Um, yeah, I, I think the license is $10. I think it went up. It's been a while. Anyway, but <laughs> through it, it's it's been normalized. You know? Yes. Having a deal, uh, oh, I remember when drones see- first kind of started coming out to the mainstream and people shooting them down and everything. Oh, man, it was, uh, it, was it was crazy. Good. Down here, it was wild. Um, I had neighbors just like, what is that in the sky? It's the feds. It's like, no, it's that kid. Look to your left. He's, <laughs> contr- he's flying his With toy. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Calm down. Oh, I but, totally um, get you. Yeah. So yeah, but back to it, it's like once it becomes normal, like even having bigger cameras, um, families are buying DSLRs from Costco on the regular every Christmas. Oh. Back 10 years prior, you know, only big time photographers bought the Canon EOS digital cameras. Right. You know, they're four or $5,000. Mm-hmm. Now I could buy a cheap Rebel for 300 bucks or use for like 90 and you're shooting like a pro. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? definitely, so definitely. it's... Yeah, so you know that that that's really really good info. I do want to switch gears a little bit. We've been talking a lot about just the event, and you obviously offer so much more than just that. But I felt that that was an extremely important topic to cover because most people here had a marketing mm-hmm. plan in February that included events, and no yeah. longer includes events, and they've had to yeah. pivot. So one one last question on that topic. Mm-hmm. Should people be confident in doing the digital webinars that they will one get attendance and two get people paying attention? They should hire me to do it. <laughs> anyway, no, <laughs> it all falls down on discipline. If they can have a disciplined team to follow suit, mm-hmm. you can have a highly successful show. Right. But when you have the slackers, it's going to create that no one showed up, no one listened, no one cared. 
you know, so it all falls under you almost, you, you almost have this Zoom fatigue that's bleeding into these webinars now because yeah. everybody's doing it. You can find a webinar for every hour of the day if you want right now. Right. Like um, I've dived into um, 3D visual architecture to have some fun with and right. do it for work um, to do um, virtual presentations of setups. But uh, I've done a couple webinars with Unreal, um, the, uh, the software developer. And yes, I myself just let it play and listen to it, you know, not really taking it in. Thankfully, I can watch them again, which I do need to do later today. <laughs> it's, it's, we're all fatigued. Everyone overdid it. I had a little camera set up for my daughter so that I had my tablet connected to my TV so she could see grandma and, my, and her aunts and uncles on the TV and be, and they could see her comfortably, but I did it a little too frequently to where she didn't care anymore. Right, right, right. So having it set up with my television as well, like she could see her family in turn, I did a little too frequently and she herself, a three-year-old was fatigued. Yeah. Same thing, exact same thing happened with my kids. So I I totally understand that. Yeah. So with children and as with, with, seemingly looks like adults um we've overdone we've overdone it we need that physical interaction so short term once things that's why i kept saying when they normalize when there's a constant if we can have right. a constant things get more comfortable and then we can kind of start shifting back into what was normal because today's normal is i don't touch it i don't do it i stay home You're right right i think too with people they're working from home mostly right now mm-hmm. there's a million distractions now people are more productive working at home but i tell you what if i'm in a webinar that i'm not speaking in or actively engaged my wife's radar goes off like he's not really working and she'll be in here trying to talk to me and ask me questions and stuff and then i'm not listening to the webinar because she's talking to me and i i think there's a lot of that going on. I mean, even if you have a webinar, you're still competing for the person's time more than if they were actually there at the event. It is harder to earn. That is, you hit it. You hit it harder than I could hit it. Very last question. I want to end with this. With the event productions, the media production, AV, everything that you do with that, What's the best advice you can give to the small business owners, the directors, the executives, the managers out there listening right now? They're searching for ideas. That's part of the reason why this show has taken off, I think, because they're looking for ideas for right now. What, What advice do you have them? Final words of advice before we head out. Learn to grow. Learn to take that adventure of growing, scaling. Technology grows rapidly, changes a little bit in a scary way, mm-hmm. but embrace it a little bit. One thing someone told me many years ago when I was a little hard to change with anything when I was a kid was you have two choices. You can either embrace change, give it a big hug and embrace it, right. or it's going to embrace you by the neck. We're at a point where now right. you get, a lot of people are embraced by the neck with technology. You have to evolve today. Take a moment, do some reading. Google's your friend on Thursdays mm-hmm. usually. Um, <laughs> Google's your friend. Ask your tech. But with live events and stuff, it's more of don't be brave and go out there. 
ask questions. Are the people on the ground doing what it takes to do right by you as a human being and set things in place so that if you were to take a group down with you, they will be safe and good to go. And beyond that, that you don't, you only take that group because maybe they're core players, but there's other people involved, whether they just cannot travel because of other reasons, or they don't feel like they can go or should go that now right. they have a way in the technology is giving people more of a portal to connect, utilizing technology to connect, right. lets you grow in it. Growing up, I used technology to play games to connect. I was shy, but if you came over and played Mario Kart with me, we could connect. <laughs> now today, I went on Reddit, jumped on the Stadia form, and then met a group of people that turned into another group of people. And that's how I met my good friend here, David. And we connected right. on a super bleeding edge technology. Yep. Technology is designed by nature to connect, to grow, to help. If you view, that's an excellent point there. If you view it to help you and to grow with, it's nothing to be afraid of. But if you look at it like a daunting machine laughing at you, mm -hmm. of course you're not going to touch it. I have people that I know are too afraid to use their cell phone camera, too afraid right. to get a, a side app <laughs> tape over it. Yeah, to use a side app to streamline their productivity. They're afraid of uh -huh. the little things. How do I do this? Like, there's an app for that. What do you mean there's an app? Use your phone, touch it, press the buttons. I didn't come to my career path by being afraid. I did lots of free work at venues and stadiums to learn. So today right. I learn, I now know how to do these grand events, high tech, before we had our current climate. So that now that we have our current climate, I'm able to manipulate what I need to do to do the job instead of being stuck. Oh, well, what can we do? It's like, I already know what we can do and let's do it. So for all those business owners, CEOs, um, directors, try, try to take what you have in front of you and explore it, touch it, feel it, lick it. If you have to just don't touch somebody. Just you're not touch people. <laughs> Don't lick people. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, yeah. Explore it and then ask the questions. People like me in our field, some don't have all the answers. Give us a little bit. We'll get the answer for you. Um, we have teams. We work together, especially in my my organization with Five Star. We work very tightly together to cross train and grow. And hey, I had this situation happen. How can we work around that so that we become your answer? You know, technology oh, today. Yeah can do a lot of things. Some things it can't do. Some things aren't really, you know, grown to where it can be more accessible, but every day I'm learning for you, especially in today's climate, take the time to learn it because so you can either embrace it, give it a big hug. It's going to hug you back. I'm plugged into everything every day. My wife even thinks, I don't know how I know how to do everything. But I'm plugged into everything every day. I can either let it hold me by the neck and be hurt in my career for it or embrace it and grow my career and have what I have today and what I will have tomorrow. So fear not, the technology is there. We're here to help. The events aren't going anywhere. They only have to stand still for now. When you are all ready, my team and I, 
and all the other teams and organizations are ready to facilitate you to do what it takes to give you your event, whether it be remote, hybrid, or fully on site. We have what it takes to make it happen for everyone at any given time with everything. Right, right. No, that's that's uh, some great advice and some good information there. Thank you so much, Sam, for coming on here. It's been a great, great discussion. How can people get in touch with you? And if you could please spell it out because YouTube, I'll have the link in the description. Audio people listening on Spotify, Mm -hmm. spell it out for them. All right. Um, If you have any AV questions um, for um, events and stuff, you can reach me at S Castro, S-C-A-S-T-R-O, at five f-i-v-e hyphen star s-t-a-r a-v dot com send me an email you don't have to be my client i'm here to answer questions maybe i can figure it out for you and build a relationship with you um if you want to yeah that's great that's exactly what this show's about as far as bringing subject matter experts on so that people can get help i mean he's not going to charge you if you hit him up ask him a question on advice he's there to assist you to help you grow yeah no charge. Well, uh, I, I charge cotton candy. Send, send me all your cotton candy. Um, <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, if it's not a business thing or if you want to just game with me, I'm on Stadia, Velos K, V E L O S K. Search me that way. Um, but yeah, hit me up. Um, I'm always around. I'm happy to answer questions because information is power. Who am I? I'm the only Definitely. one with power. But if we all have the power, we're strong together. Oh, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So once again, Sam, thank you so much. Very appreciative. And we'll definitely have you back on here in a couple of months. All right. Thanks, dude. That's a great, passionate discussion. Sam really loves what he does, and I think it shows. He's extremely knowledgeable, and he's very on point. But one of the biggest takeaways that I had from this interview was just the whole concept of hybrid event. Just take a step back and think about it. Think about how Sam laid it out. I honestly never really thought about it like that. It was kind of eye-opening to me. But after thinking about it, I will admit, I have heard rumbles through different markets marketing areas and stuff like that. I heard some rumblings, some whispers about doing some hybrid type event, but I really didn't pay much attention to it. Is that really going to be the future? An in-person slash digital hybrid world of events, networking, and collaboration? This could be the great start of something that turns out to be pretty awesome, and it could really take a nice form, a really nice shape over the next couple years. Either way that it goes though i'm excited to see how this is all gonna play out because i could tell you i am dying to get back to be able to do a normal business plan again and i put normal like this because the new normal is going to be way different than what we have now so let me ask you all what do you think about the future of events do you think they'll be hybrid or not leave a comment down below and give us your hot take let's hear what you have also i wanted to shoot out one final message to all my viewers out there if you like this content if you view this as valuable please help us grow the channel by subscribing and commenting and sharing the heck out of this video get it out so more people can see it and start evolving their business during these times your feedback is what drives the show thank you again and i'll see you next episode
Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.